Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. You're listening to the Stevie Says Social Podcast, episode 25. If you've got big business dreams, but you're feeling stuck when it comes to all things digital, social media, and content marketing, this is the podcast for you. This episode is brought to you by my free 20-page ebook with 100 really practical social media tips for your business. Grab them at steviesayssocial.com forward slash ebook. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 25 of the Stevie Says Social podcast. I'm excited today because I'm interviewing one of my star coaching clients, Alex Richardson. Alex is the owner of Duo Pilates, which is a Pilates studio that is based in Morningside in Brisbane and is also soon to be a online uh, Pilates program called the Duo Pilates Method. Now, Alex has worked so hard over the time that we have been working together on basically getting everything to do with her marketing set up the right way. And the way that she's been doing things is the way that I would recommend any small business do things. And that is to start with your purpose, what your mission is, and then to filter everything that you do down from there. 
I wanted to get Alex onto the podcast today because she is leading up to the relaunch of her online program, The Duo Pilates Method. And she has poured her blood, sweat, and tears into this program. She has made all of the mistakes. She has completely pivoted in terms of the way that she wanted to launch the product and what she wanted to do with it. And so we basically talk about that. We talk about her story. We talk about the mistakes that she's made along the way. We talk about the importance of building an audience before releasing an online product. We talk about how to really nail your socials and your content marketing in a competitive industry. And it's a really raw, honest, and real account of a small business trying to, I guess, navigate the world of online marketing, the world of marketing and social media, uh, and basically her experiences along the way. Guys, if you enjoy this episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. As always, it would be appreciated and it does lift up the visibility of the podcast in the iTunes charts and make sure that, you know, I'm not talking to myself every week. Guys, I'm going to leave it there. Let's dive into the interview with Alex. It's about 45 minutes and it is completely full to the brim with really actionable, practical tips from someone that is really doing a good job with their socials and their marketing. So enjoy. Hey, Alex, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Stevie. Thank you so much. So for everyone that's listening, uh, Alex is one of my social media coaching clients and we have been working together for, how long is it, Alex? I reckon probably mm, three months. I'd say, yeah, I'd say it's about three months now. Yep. And uh, the reason why I decided that I had to have Alex on the podcast is that As far as my clients go, and I've got some amazing clients, but she has been an absolute superstar in terms of uh, what she's done with her socials and what she's done with her business uh, in the time that we've been working together before that and, you know, continuing on to now as well. So thank you. The other thing as well, yeah, (laughs) just giving you some props there. (laughs) Alex is really similar to me as well. We're really sort of, I guess, super passionate about what we both do. And I know for you, Alex, it really shows in terms of kind of how driven you are and, you know, what you've already achieved and what I think you're going to achieve. So to start, what I thought we'd do is um, you obviously wear a few different hats and it's probably best for you to tell everyone a little bit about what it is that you do um, and maybe go back to the start, like before you decided to start Duo Pilates, the reason why you did it and kind of go from there. Yeah, for sure. So I am a Pilates instructor. I'm also a registered nurse. So ever since I finished nursing, it would have been 2012, um, I worked part-time as a nurse and then worked part-time as a Pilates instructor. Um, And I enjoyed both of them, but I always loved teaching. I loved teaching Pilates. I loved uh, the way it made people feel, uh, how it improved people's lives. And I guess it was inevitable that I was going to end up going in that direction. And I moved to Brisbane and I was working for someone up here and I enjoyed it, but there was just something missing. Uh, I didn't feel as driven. And I, there was some, there was some fire in me that I wanted to sort of let out. And, you know, I've grown up um, with my dad's fitness company and I realized that it was the business side of things that I loved and I wanted to get involved in. So, That's um, awesome. your dad was a, or is a strength and conditioning coach, isn't he? Yeah. So he had a be, he had a fitness company. It was a, a fitness education company where people would go to his company to do a cert three, four, uh, in fitness and diplomas of fitness. So I kind of grew yep. up from, 
I don't know, since I was 10 working, working in the business and watching it grow. And I, I, I really loved it. Like it was something really exciting about it's it. It's so funny when you kind of grow up around entrepreneurial parents, it kind of makes you, yeah. whether you do it kind of at the outset or whether you do it later down the track in terms of your career, you kind of end up going that way. Hey. You really do. And I, I guess, um, you know, my stepmom managed the company and she's a really strong, powerful businesswoman. Um, and I used to sort of admire how, how amazing she was with business and I, she really grew the business and I, I worked for her for a number of years and that kind of really inspired me. Um, and so I, I decided to start my own business and it started off pretty small and it was very low risk. I was still nursing, even though I was casual nursing, I was making enough from that because you get paid a lot yeah. as a casual nurse. <laughs> um, I was making enough from that, that I could just slowly grow the business and be nice and comfortable. I had a few clients, nice and easy, didn't have any business coaching. I kind of looked to my dad as a bit of a mentor cool. and a bit of advice and then it kind of, I thought my plan was to grow the business until I didn't need to nurse anymore. And that would be the safe way of doing things. Uh, it all sounded really good in theory. And then one day I was like, okay, this is not really working. The business isn't exactly growing or getting anywhere. Yeah. Cause you were still working full time and you didn't have the time to sort of dedicate to it. Yeah. yeah I was at the hospital every other day and, and they kept asking me to do extra shifts. And I would say yes. Cause I just pictured that, you know, $300 from the, for the day. Totally. Um, and then I realized that it just was not working. I, my business was not actually going anywhere. And I guess, um, I started working with, um, a business coach. I did have one have I did have a business coach previous to that. I did an eight week course with him. He was awesome. He taught me the basics of business. And I knew yep. from that course that I needed to eventually quit my job, um, but I just wasn't ready to do it yet. And then I started working with another business coach, um, Arabella. You've met her before. Yeah, okay. she's great. The digital powerhouse, I think she's called on Instagram now. Um, so I started working with her and she's a bit of a mindset coach and first time I sat down with her, she was like, so you need to quit your job. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. (laughs) Um, okay. (laughs) Thanks, Arabella. Uh, and it really like that day I went home and I was like, I need to quit my job. Like, I can't, I it's can't. so funny when somebody else validates what you're thinking because I had a similar yeah. thing with my business. I was over in Europe and somebody was like, you really need to do this. Like if you're going to go all in and I was like, oh, I really yes. need to do this. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I was like, all right. Like I, I think I realized that my business was not actually going to grow until I gave it a hundred percent and put all of my eggs in in totally. one basket. It was yeah. the complete opposite of the mindset that I went into when I first started the business. Yeah. Um, and that's almost like a scarcity mindset as opposed to an abundance mindset. Like if you just kind of go, okay, let go of this. I actually don't need to be doing it and it will free up the time to kind of have what I want to come in. You know what I mean? Yes. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. It definitely. That, that makes total sense. And, and, and you know what? It's such a scary thing. And I think a lot of people are in, um, have been in this situation or are in this situation at the moment yeah. and it is super scary. And you think, well, how on earth can I grow my business um, without, I need to pay the rent. I need to pay my bills. I need to do yeah. all like, how am I going to live? Um, and it is very hard to make that adjustment. You know, I went from getting, you know, little things like my eyebrows done or my nails done. I was like, can't do that anymore. It, yeah. and, and that seems really silly, but your lifestyle really does change. 
Um, but in a way, and I think you have to be at the point as well. Like you're ready to make sacrifices like that. You're kind of like, okay, I'm okay with making a calculated risk. I can give up these things and I can still make it work. And I'm willing to do that. Yeah, for sure. And it really drives you because you think, okay, I've just given up. I've made a huge sacrifice. Like ready, set, go. Like this needs to happen. I've got no choice, but to make this happen. And I love that. Yeah. You instantly sort of switch your mindset, um, which was awesome. I guess going into that though, I started working with Arabella and I realized that I had a really negative mindset. Um, I was in a, I was really just not convinced that I could grow a successful business. Yeah. And it really affects the way you make your decisions. And Arabella made me realize that. And I thought at first I thought when she went on about the law of attraction and positivity and all that sort of stuff, I thought it was a bit airy fairy. And I was like Mm. kind of half listening to her being like, that's nice. Like, that's really nice. (laughs) Um, and then one day she made me listen to this law of attraction, um, YouTube video. And I thought, Oh my God, this is so lame. Yeah. And I was walking along and then all of a sudden I felt really good. And it was saying all these really positive things. And I felt, amazing. And then I walked past this yoga studio. I'll never forget this. And it had a sign out the front and it said one month of unlimited yoga for $79. And I was like, Oh, I want to do that. Like, that sounds amazing. I I want to do that. And then instantly I was like, hang on, if I want to do that and I am my target audience, my target audience would want to do a month of Pilates for $79. And that's what that's where my introductory offer for my business started. And it's basically that introductory offer is the reason why my business, my studio is growing every month. Oh, that's so cool. So that's like the law of attraction at work. Yeah. And I was like, okay, the law of attraction might work. Yeah. Love (laughs) that. And then I actually watched that Netflix documentary about it and I kind of started to understand the science behind the law of attraction and Mm -hmm. It was that when you start to think with a positive mindset and think, okay, I am able to do these things, then it starts to affect the way you make decisions. So I found it started to, um, it started to change the way the decisions I made, the way I was thinking. And that kind of, I don't know, you kind of, it drives you, the way you sell to people, the way you talk to people changes because you've got a different frame of mind. So I think that's really important in that early stage when it's so easy to feel really, really negative about things. Yes, it's so true. And it's actually so similar to me, Alex. I don't think we've even spoken about this before, but like (laughs) half of this stuff is mindset in terms of, you know, the decision to have a go at something, the decision to feel like you can do it, and then actually pushing yourself to get over. Like seriously, it's massive fear to start a business and feel like you can back yourself and kind of go all in, not knowing what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I think yeah, that's kind sure. of as much mindset as, as it is business skills and digital skills and all that other stuff that you need. Yeah, definitely. And honestly, like when you're trying to start a business, I found that negative energy I was carrying around, it just showed in the, yeah. like every decision I made. And, and I started to become really aware of when I was being negative. And then I kind of went, looked um, outside of myself and thought, okay, you're being really negative right now and just recognizing it it for what it is. Yeah. And then, and then just sort of, yeah, shutting it down. 
That's cool. So you started your business. What is your business now? What do you do? I know there's a couple of different arms. So if you want to explain that to everyone so that they understand, yeah, I guess what it is that you're doing now. Yeah, for sure. So Duo Pilates is my studio based in Morningside in Brisbane. Um, I was really fortunate to have had an amazing personal trainer. His name's Ezra Taylor. And I used to do his boot camp sessions in the park and he decided to open up a, uh, a gym in Morningside and he was, he had extra space in the gym. And I approached him and said, um, Hey, like, I'd love to start my business. I'd prefer not to be teaching classes in the park because you know, weather, all that sort of stuff. I'd really love to have my own studio. Uh, Ezra's super passionate about what he does. So he was like, well, you're not going to work in my gym unless I believe in Pilates. So I took him through, yeah. So I took him through a few sessions and he was like, he's like, this is great. Like, more people need to be doing Pilates. Yes, I want you in the gym. And so I started um, subleasing through there. So I got really lucky because I didn't have to worry about leasing and being in a contract, which was another really scary thing. Um, So I started the studio and like I said, I had minimal clients, five group classes in total. And then when I quit my job, I doubled the amount of classes that I offered, even though I had no clients to fill them. I wanted to give people that sort of uh, the options, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, a good studio has different options and classes yep. each day. And I wanted to automate my business. I knew that I wanted to do less admin work. I wanted to be able to say, go on a holiday and, and my business still be able to run. So I got mind body, which, um, a lot of people may have heard of. It's a, um, fitness app. And I just started to introduce all these processes. And I guess about three months after I quit my job, my gross profit tr- doubled. Wow. Um, just simply still still wasn't like a great number, but it doubled no, nonetheless. No, just having the time, I guess, to dedicate more time to it and it showed in terms of your profits. Is that what it was? For sure, yeah. yeah. And I guess spending every day thinking, you know, yeah. thinking of ideas and then executing them, not just sort of, you know, having an idea and then taking three weeks to execute it because I'm at the hospital every other day. Yes. Uh, yes, yeah, 100%. I found the biggest thing I learned this from my first business coach was automation and processes. And I kind of started to really focus on how I could get clients through in the same way. And so they kind of basically, I don't know how to explain it, but I created that intro offer. So they would enter in the intro offer and then I would give them sort of limited choices. You know, you're on a membership or a 10 pack, there's two options. And I I started to notice that the more I automated things, the more people would ask the exact same inquiry on my website. Um, They would ask the same questions and I could start to predict people's behavior because I had everything sort of very much streamlined, I guess. And so Um, that was obviously like huge for you in terms of freeing you up to have more time to, you know, I guess if you're automating your processes work on other things. Yeah. And I guess, you know, I knew that at at that moment I had the time to do all of the admin work, but I wanted to, from the very beginning, have everything streamlined. And, you know, like tomorrow I'm flying to Europe for four weeks. Oh, you poor thing. I know. (laughs) And I'm able to leave my studio. Um, I've got an amazing instructor who'll be taking all the classes, but I'm able to leave the studio knowing that all of the admin work is taken care of and I can actually work from overseas. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. That's awesome. And I think that's something that a lot of businesses don't learn until they're a little bit further in. And I know for my own business, it's something that I'm really only getting my, like, getting myself together to do now is really kind of documenting everything that you do, documenting all of your systems, your processes, so that, yeah, someone else can come in and do it. Yeah, for sure. Sit on a beach in Bali or Greece or wherever it is. Yes. And I, I guess, um, the other side of my business is my online store. So that began when I was working with my business coach, um, Arabella, and I was creating a 12 week challenge for my clients and I, and I created a 12 week cardio program. Um, a nutritionist created a 12 week nutrition program and Arabella one day was like, why don't you sell these online? Like that you, you'll be able to make, create this second income stream and make mm-hmm. a lot more money. And I was like, wow, I, that's a great idea. I need to do that. So we sort of worked together on that for about six months. Uh, I went through all the processes and I got it online, up online and running maybe last year in November. Yep. And I thought I, it went up online. I thought, great, let the sales just roll in. I can just sit <laughs> back and relax. <laughs> Yeah. That's my work and done. And that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Look, let's just say in the most positive way, it was a massive fail. Yeah. Um, and that's, and- but that's what we're here kind of, I guess, to have a chat about. And I think in terms of the most value that you can bring to my listeners is, yeah, yeah like, I guess this online program and, you know, um, how you started it and it wasn't, you know, 100% the way that, you know, it would actually get the sales that you needed it to and then what you've done in terms of changing it. Yeah, exactly. So I basically didn't, there was a month period about, I would have had five sales in total, like no good really. And I created this, I had a cardio program, I had nutrition, and then I created a 12-week Pilates program. So I thought I had everything. And then I was like, you know what, I'm, it occurred to me maybe only a few months ago that I was like, I'm a Pilates person. I'm not a cardio person. I'm not a nutrition program. Yes, I'm a qualified personal trainer. Yes, my dad, who's a strength and conditioning coach, you know, looked at my cardio program. I know it's great, but no one knows that. People know mm-hmm. me as a Pilates person. So my first decision, I had this epiphany and I was like, I need to completely delete the cardio and the nutrition program. They need to go. And then I started looking at why my program wasn't working. And I can honestly say it started to feel a little bit overwhelming because I realized pretty much every, all that month, the months of hard work that I put into it was just average to say the least. And I was, I realized that a lot of what I had done was just not up to scratch. It was not on the same level as people that I was competing against. And it's so funny, like if I can chip in here, because this was about, was that was probably like a month into us working together. And I remember um, you and I went to the cafe that we normally meet at for a coaching session. And you actually came to me and I actually loved it because it's like, yeah, you'd had a complete epiphany and you came to me and you were like, Stevie, I read this book last night. (laughs) And what was the book? Start with Why. Start with Why. Yes. Simon, yeah, Simon Sinek. Yes. Isn't Sinek? And yeah. it's 
like, oh, I'm so obviously such a marketing geek, but um, it's really about kind of before you ever do anything, whether it's an online program or whatever, you need to know what your mission is and you need to really niche down and go all in on who your people are, how you can serve them and what you can do to really kind of help them. So that was around about that time, hey? Yep, yep, for sure. And I guess... when I made my program, I knew who my target audience was. I'd been through that, um, that whole process. process. You, you know, you look at their fears, their aspirations, their wants, their desires, you go through and you pick the brain of your target audience. I had done that, but I was still in the mindset that you had to, um, sell a Pilates program by saying it'll tone you up and fix your posture and do this and do that. And it's the reason why I called my program the total body tone up. And even saying it just makes me cringe because I hate, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just like the total body tone up. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's (laughs) telling you exactly what it does, like what's on the box rather than, yeah. It's so lame. Like it's so lame. And I've called it that because I thought, well, people who do Pilates want to tone up. So I'll make it pretty clear from the title that it is a tone up program. It Mm -hmm. kind of goes against how I teach. So when I'm teaching, I like to educate people. I like to teach them body awareness and how to improve their movement, how to improve their life. And it only occurred to me last few weeks, I was starting to think about my, what my purpose was after we spoke about it. And I worked out that my purpose is to improve lives through movement. Yes. And, and I, I guess, love that so much. Yeah. So my purpose is to educate people about their bodies, their movement, help them acquire body awareness. They understand the importance of every exercise we do in Pilates. And I want people to see more value in, in keeping a fit, healthy, mobile body. As a yep. byproduct of doing Pilates, it's clear to most people that you see, you know, improvements in muscle tone, posture, flexibility, strength, that sort of thing. But that's not my main selling point anymore. And I guess once I worked out what my purpose was, improving lives through movement, it changed everything for me. So I guess recognizing your purpose, I found it then affects the way you sell, the way you talk to people about what you do, the way you write your sales page copy. Uh, Yeah. It's literally filtered down for you you literally kind of threw everything that you then kind of went and did because um, once you had that straight, it was kind of really easy to look down at all of the bits and pieces that you had together and kind of go, okay, well, you know, this is my overall mission. This is what I'm here to do. This is what I'm super, super passionate about. I'm going to niche down on Pilates because it's my jam. It's what I'm really, really good at. It's what I can help people with. And then it was kind of looking at all of the bits and pieces. So like all of your different marketing assets and going, okay, how can we improve this? Keeping in mind what our purpose and our mission is. And that's kind of what you know, you then went through the process of doing. Um, yeah, exactly. And it's amazing. I, yeah. And I had heard, you know, I've heard before that you should think about your values and your mission statement. And again, I thought it was a bit airy fairy. I was like, I don't have time totally. for that. You it, hear that stuff and you're like, what does it mean? Like, where do I even start with that? Yeah. Yes. But when you sit down and you really think about what it is, like for me, it's not just taking people through a series of exercises. I would not get fulfillment out of that. And I've noticed yep. now that now that I have a very strong sense of purpose in what I'm doing, things don't phase me as, as much. So if someone doesn't like my classes, I just don't try and pursue it. I don't, I, I, I don't come across as desperate anymore because I know yep. what I'm like. People either like it or they don't like it. And they might prefer to go to 
um, one of my competitors who takes people through a series of exercises and you, you come out feeling really, really sore afterwards. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm happy for you to go there. That does not bother me in the slightest. And yep. I feel like that attitude actually comes across and that passion yep. for what I do comes across to people. And I've I noticed does and I can see that in pretty much everything that you've done since that particular meeting where we kind of nailed that so yeah yeah sorry and, what were you going to say? oh I'm just going to say I went to an event a Tony Robbins event um in Brisbane a few weeks ago and he said something that really stuck with me he said if you can't figure out what gives you fulfillment you'll never truly succeed or be happy yes and and he said you know you can make money and be happy but you've got yeah. to figure out what gives you that sense of fulfillment. And that really um, stuck with me. Oh, I absolutely love that. And it's like, I guess that's the reason why, you know, like when you decide to start a business, if you're not really passionate about what you do, like you and I know how bloody hard it is. Like we literally yep. spend all of our time obsessing over our business and making it perfect and all of that sort of thing. And unless you're doing it for a reason, which for you is, you know, improving lives through movement. And I know that you're so passionate about that. And, you know, yep. for me, it's helping business, you know, passionate business owners, um, get the business and the life of their dreams using social and content. You know, it's more than just kind of doing the stuff. Like it's more than doing the Pilates movements and it's more than, you know, the yeah. social media bits and pieces. It's kind of that next level up. So yeah, and it transcends <sighs> through, that. yeah, it trans- transcends through everything you do. So now yeah. through social media and, and everything, I just feel much stronger with what I'm, and I have a better understanding yeah. of, of what I'm doing. And I suppose like, I'll just take this time to say that you've been like so inspiring to me because I guess even though you're doing something completely different to me, but I've learned a lot from you. So from the moment I um, found out about you, my friend Cass, who you know, said, oh, go and follow Stevie on, on social media. And I started reading your blog posts. And I guess what I realized is that straight away that you were giving people value and you were super passionate about what you were doing. And you were giving so much value that I was like, wow, like that's stuff that you pay for, the kind of information you're giving all of us. Mm. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, and I read your blogs and I thought, oh my God, that's what I need to be doing. Like I need to be, my my passion, my purpose is to educate people. So I need to be writing blogs. I need to be giving people value. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that ever since I started doing that, my inquiries went up because people started to trust me, know, like, and trust me. Yeah. Let's talk about, I guess, some of the things that you did around that because um, I don't think there's too many people in the fitness space that are doing this really well. And obviously like gyms and Pilates and pretty much anything in the fitness space at the moment, like it's pretty competitive. And, you know, and I always say this in the absence of like any other differentiator, if you're in a really competitive marketplace, you will always compete on price. And There's a few different things that I think that you're doing really well, um, both in relation to the online program, but then also the Pilates studio to really set yourself apart from the others and not needing to, you know, compete on price, which I think is really a race to the bottom. So, um, so a few different things. Number one, um, I guess building an audience. And so what I mean by that is you've started, haven't you, kind of 
a consistent blogging plan, but then also a consistent guest blogging plan where you basically produce blog posts that are really high quality, that are addressing all of the questions and pain points that someone that's potentially interested in Pilates would want to know. Yes, correct. What sort of impact has that had and how have you been going about it? Because I know like for a lot of small businesses, it's really, really hard to, number one, commit to doing it every week, week in and week out, but then to kind of know what to write about and to know whether it's even going to have any benefits. So yeah, for sure. Can you talk to that? So I guess I decided um, pretty much after reading all of your blogs, uh, because I read your blogs, I thought I need her to help me. And honestly, you could have put any price to me and I would have still wanted your help. Because I instantly know, like, you should have charged me more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, I instantly kind of got to know you and started to like you and trust you. And I was, I was convinced that you would be able to help me. And I yep. started to think, well, if I show people my knowledge, like share my knowledge with people, they'll start to know, like, and trust me. And I decided yes. that I placed, a, I was going to place a lot of value on writing blog posts and I committed to doing one a week. And all yep. of a sudden it became something extremely important to me. So I prioritized it. And yes. look, to be honest, at first, you're not going to get much out of it. Like for the first few weeks, I started to think, oh, this is a bit of a waste of time. This is is taking me a whole day to write one silly blog post. Yep. And I knew I wanted to. And that's the thing, it takes a lot of time. It's a a really time-consuming thing to do, isn't it? It really is. And then then to write your Instagram post for the week in relation to the blog and it just goes, the list goes on and it's so time-consuming. But like anything, practice makes perfect and I started to get faster at it and I could kind of write the blog post and, put up the and the Instagram social media post pretty quickly. And yep. I, I started to notice that the blog posts, I was starting to get high numbers. So I'd create a bit.ly link and I could see the numbers increasing um, with each week. And, and then, so what do you think was causing that? Do you think like it was promoting it on your socials? And obviously you've got quite a few Instagram followers and they were starting to see it and click over or I think were you maybe people it? weren't paying attention to me before that. So I was, yes. I was posting, but it was really meaningless. There were really meaningless posts. And yep. to be honest, I think I was more, I had a bigger following of Pilates instructors around the world rather than mm. people that would do business with me that would come that, to my studio. And that's something that a lot of small businesses need to be careful of. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, like it's really easy. And I mean, I have a lot of social media people following me, I guess, as well. But I have yeah. a lot of people that are within my target audience. Yeah, that's something that it's just kind of a side note, but a lot of small businesses need to be careful of. Yeah, exactly. If just producing what everyone else is, there's probably just going to be other people in your industry following you to see what you're doing, you know? Definitely. And I decided to try and make my topics um, like a whole range of topics because I wanted to sort of, I wanted uh, people to resonate or they're not resonate. What's the word? Yeah. Resonate. Resonate. Yeah. I had a mind blank for a second. I was like, that's not right. Um, (laughs) I wanted to people to, um, you know, for it to resonate with them and then they'll start to pay more attention to me. And I think that the number of people yep. that started to pay attention increased with each week. And yeah. I also found that... So I think a couple of the blog posts that I loved, like, because I know I'm your target audience 100%, yes. like mid-30s. I, you know, like potentially haven't done a, as much exercise as I probably should have done in the past, yep. um, have been interested in Pilates but scared of it. And you were producing content around, you know, like... 
um, how Pilates can help with lower back pain, which, you know, I have, you know, what to expect at your first Pilates class. And they're all the questions that people are thinking about before they're thinking about coming to Pilates. So it's really smart content. And and one bit of advice, um, if you're thinking about doing a blog, I guess I actually sat down and wrote maybe 20 different topics Yep. Um, and, and that would made it much easier for me because I, I knew the answers to all of them, but it was just kind yeah. of very overwhelming to think. The questions that people were asking you, right? Like all the questions that they would have before they would inquire about a class. For sure. Like I, I had enough people making inquiries on my website and people always ask the same questions. And so I decided yep. to just turn those into blog posts. Um, and develop trust with people at the same time. And then, and I've started to notice that my inquiry people, when people make inquiries, they always ask the same question. Now they say, I'm interested in your $79 intro offer. How do I get started? Something along those lines. It's the same sentence. And I feel like I've figured out a way through all my systems and processes and blogs to basically get people to say the same thing. Yeah, right. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) Which I found super interesting. Yeah, no, that is, that's awesome. Um, So then I guess like going back to, going back to the blog post, like I guess the biggest, and I know this because we were talking about it pretty much the whole way through our coaching, but the biggest problem that kind of you had at the outset was in terms of selling your online program, you didn't have the audience first. And it's almost like, I guess, looking back on it, in terms of, you know, what really would have gotten you traction with selling the online course the first time around would have been building an audience in terms of consistent high-quality blog posts over time. 100%. And then having that audience to sell to rather than kind of trying to sell and then doing it the other way. Yes. Is that right? So basically with me it comes down to having patience and I have never had patience <laughs> so I'm really, I'm a really impatient person. So the first time I produced my program, I rushed it. And I know that now I rushed through it. I didn't stick to my purpose. My, um, I, my, the program was not in line with my purpose and yeah. I basically was very task orientated and I just wanted to get each task done and I wanted to get it up and running as quickly as possible. And out the door. Yeah. So building an audience first was just not something that even occurred to me. I was like, nope, just want to get the program out. Just want to get it out there. Yeah. Straight away. So I've realized now that building trust with your audience is, is so important. Um, totally. And so yep. this time around, I kind of broke it all down and, and decided that I needed to um, create these blogs and educate people and show them what I'm about for them to, otherwise, why else would they want to buy my program? They don't know me from a bar of soap. Like, they need to totally. sort of get to know yeah. who I am before they, you know, spend money buying my program. And so you've got an email capture in your blog posts as well in order to capture the people that are kind of um, showing interest in your blog posts, don't you? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I try to capture emails as much as I can without trying to be annoying. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But that's something I'm working on. I'm not very good with email automation. It's just not something that occurs to me. To <laughs> I keep know that's something that stresses you out. Yeah. <laughs> email automation just but, stresses me out. But I do yeah, yeah, it's just like the one thing that you hate. Yes. yes. <laughs> but throughout my blogs, I would put a, um, a graphic in there to lead people to my programs. And yeah. so when I re-release my program, I've actually had a graphic designer make that for me. I, I 
I realized how important that is because that's where I'm driving a lot of my traffic. Yeah, you're doing a really good job of that. So basically the way that um, for everyone listening, Alex is doing it is she's got a blog post every week. She's promoting that blog post, um, some with Facebook ads, some just through her social media. And she's got, because she's consistently been at it over time and she's producing amazing content, she's got a really good following on Instagram. Um, So she's promoting that content out. People are coming over, clicking on it, signing up for her email list because she's got a freebie that's related to the blog post. And she now has that audience to sell to when her online program is released. Yeah, so I've got about 600 people on my email list now and that's mostly from the two-week free trial of my program and that's going to be deleted soon because I've got um, a better freebie that I'm giving out, but it's yes, definitely the best. About that. Yes, <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> the best way to build an email list uh, and then yes, be able 100%. to sort of promote uh, the program. And, and email automation is so important, and I I didn't want to be annoying, and so my emails were very way too subtle, and I realized that they were extremely ineffective. In fact, I had. I had um, every single person that has signed up to my email automation, not one person bought my program. Yeah, and that's what was originally stressing you out and was almost the catalyst for, you know, this whole kind of change. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, I've started working with Lorna Jane as well and and – that, that has been great. So I've been a guest blogger for them and that just helps, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm aligning with, with a, a big product that has helped to build, um, you know, people trust yeah. with people and, and that wasn't and that hard to do. Audience. Like they're exactly the sort of people that will ultimately, you know, want to try out Pilates and want to do business with you. So yeah, for I sure. Think that's a really cool strategy. Definitely. And to be honest, I never would have dreamed of being a guest blogger for Lorna Jane. And to be honest, it wasn't that hard. Someone put me in contact with um, someone that worked there and, and it really benefits them as well. They don't have to write the blogs. Yeah. So yes, there are so many different companies that are looking for guest bloggers and Honestly, it is one of the best ways to get exposure if it's an aligned audience. Yeah, so, it's been um, it's a, a while ago, a Sportlux, I did a, a article with Sportlux and um, my friend Laura Dundevik featured in it and then Daily Mail reposted it and then it was just, I had... It went crazy. It went crazy. My followers went up like crazy. And yep. to be honest, like I, I think all of those, um, all of those little, connect, uh, what do you call them? connections that I've had with people, touch points. I have pursued those, but I only pursued them when I was in a a really positive mindset. And I think when you're in a really negative mindset, it goes back to that. You just don't get anywhere because you don't believe in yourself. And so you don't try and pursue anything. You you don't take steps. You're scared of no. You think it's going to be a no. You're scared of a no. Yeah, yep. for sure. Totally. Um, so one more thing that I wanted to touch on because you're doing a really good job of this and you're willing to invest in it as well is basically like the importance that you're placing now for the online program, but then also for your socials and your website, investing in good quality content. So yes. really good quality photography good quality videography, um, and really putting time into planning out your photo shoots and things to get the content that you want. Yeah. What are you doing around that? Okay. So when I originally released my programs, um, I got someone from, um, on Fiverr to, to make the program and yes, it was good, but it wasn't great. Uh, another yes. thing I did was take all the photos myself with my iPhone and I lent it up against a book, um, okay, not great. And my videos, I filmed them, um, on my iPhone again, 
in a studio that had an echo and it was pouring rain that day. Also not great. (laughs) (laughs) So quality, not amazing. (laughs) And and to be honest, I I actually um, filmed it um, uh, vertical. So when I went to edit the videos, as I'm sure most of you would know, you have to film it horizontal when you edit the video. So it was just, I, I, I went and looked at them when I decided to redo my program and thought, oh, my God, that's awful. Like, I can't believe I can't <laughs> so believe. They were on YouTube with, like, black on both sides with, like, the vertical for yep. the mobile. Shocking. Yeah. I was, like, cringing yep. at myself. Um, yeah. So, it's funny, like, when you look back, you realise how far you've come. So, yeah. yeah. So I decided this time around I wanted to do everything properly. And I firstly need to say that when I decided that my – first release of my program was a massive fail. I almost didn't redo it all because it was so overwhelming to think about having Mm. to redo all of that. It took me months. And I, when I, when I looked at, I thought, okay, every single thing needs to be redone. And there was moments where I was like, F that, like I'm, that is is too too much. much." And then I thought, you know what? I just need to do it. I just need to go through, make a to-do list and just redo everything. Uh, mm-hmm. And luckily I had that positive mind frame, mindset, otherwise I would not have gone down that <laughs> otherwise path. Otherwise it would be too much, yes. I decided <laughs> this time that I needed to get a photographer, I needed to get a videographer, I needed to get a, a graphic designer and that's what I did. The quality this time around is amazing. I found the most incredible yeah, videographer, yes. photographer. He's now creating my website as well, which I find really helpful because he understands what I want and he's making everything the same uh, across the board. So I've just, he's actually still in the process of editing it all. It should be done very soon, but I've had, I've seen little snippets of what he's done so far. And I looked and I thought, this is going to sell. This is amazing. Mm. This is good quality. I'm now, I now feel confident that I'm, you know, on the same level as the people that I'm competing with. Totally. And so like I would say in terms of the people that are your, not direct competitors, but your, you know, I guess other people in the fitness space, it's people like, you know, Emily Sky and yeah. Kayla Itzines. And so, you know, it really does need to be, you know, top notch in order for it to work. Yeah, exactly. So, and I mean, yeah. I by no means copied them, but I looked at, I studied every single thing yep. they did because it's worked for them. And yep. I looked at the way they set out their, their website. I know we looked at Emily Skies and it just was amazing yeah. marketing wise. Yes. I looked at Kayla's, I looked at um, a few other people and I just was like, why is it working for them? And I signed mm-hmm. up to a few of their programs and went in through their email automations and yep it kind of gave me a much clearer idea of what I needed to do. Totally. To get my program yeah. out. And I think that's a great idea. Like in terms of um, find other people that are nailing it, look at what they're doing, study them. Like I know I did this with Amy Porterfield and everything she's doing with online marketing, but then go off and put your own spin on it and make it your own and, you know, really kind of go all in on what your purpose is and set yourself apart from the rest. Yes. So I think you've done a really good job of that. And I just want to say that's where Start With Why is a great book. So mm-hmm. Simon Sinek talks about, I don't think that's how you pronounce his name, he talks about Apple yeah, and how Apple sell and it's just so incredible when you really think about how they sell. And I know people, you know, everyone knows Apple's amazing, but they're 
they base everything around everything that they produce starts with their why. Um, And so their purpose is to challenge the status quo. Somehow they've made people line up for days to get a new phone. They don't, they never Mm -hmm. sell on features the way some of their competitors do. They don't say, Oh, this new iPhone, it's got this, you know, many, whatever it is that iPhones yeah. have, you wouldn't even know. They <laughs> yeah, sell, really good camera. Yeah, great yeah. Like, extra pixels or whatever. I didn't even know. I'm really bad yeah. with technology. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they sell on their passion. He basically talks about um, how Apple start with the, what is it, the how, what, and why? Yep. Yes. No, they start with why and then how and then what. Where most yeah. businesses start with what, then how, the and maybe not even why. Love that. Oh my God. We could talk about marketing forever. I know. I'm starting to love it more and more. (laughs) (laughs) You did not love it when we first started catching up. So this is a good sign. (laughs) Now I'm like talk about marketing with people all the time and I see their eyes sort of like (laughs) listening. Yeah. It's it's so interesting though. Like when you start to see the power of it, because your program, like the things that you were teaching were always bang on. Like the actual content was great. And I see this with so many businesses like they just don't have the marketing sorted and it makes me so sad because their message and their amazing product or service isn't getting out to the right people. So, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and to be honest, it's so overwhelming to to market your is. business. Like you just don't, I didn't realize as how well hard it's doing what you've got to do as well. Like you've got to, you know, run Pilates classes and you've got to put all your content together for your courses and it's just another thing. Yeah. So, and and um, it's basically like the way I feel about it, there's just so many moving parts, particularly to get this online yeah. program working. There's so many moving parts. And like I had a whinge to um, my boyfriend the other day and I was like, oh, there's just so much to do. Like it's there's too many moving parts to get this working. And he just said, responded very matter of fact. He said, well, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it, would they? Ah, oh, I love that. And I was like, <laughs> it kind of shut me up and I just kept sort of plugging away. I was like, all right, back to it then. Yes, this is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Well, I think you're doing honestly an amazing job now and I'm really excited, like genuinely excited for the launch of the online course, which is, when is it? When are you launching? So I'm hoping, um, I'm going overseas tomorrow for four weeks and I'm hoping to launch it a week or two after I get back. So my plan was to actually launch it um, before I went away. And what I realized was because I'm an impatient person, I was starting to try and rush it along. And, and then I yep. realized there's actually no reason why I have to get it out before I go away. Um, and now it's, it's, it's more sort of, it's not my goal to get it out as pot, get the program out as pot, as soon as possible. And my goal now is to produce a program that I'm absolutely 100% confident, proud of, and confident that's in line with my purpose. And I know can actually sort of improve someone's quality of life and it takes time. So I've decided to, um, leave it till about maybe the 5th of August, um, Mm -hmm. and have everything ready to go. Yes, it is very exciting. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so and there's going to be, we've obviously been talking about this online course pretty yeah. much the whole time. Yes. Um, and I know that people are going to be potentially excited to check it out. Yeah. Also to check out the marketing that goes on around it. For sure. So, um, what's your website? What's your Instagram? How can people connect with you in the lead up to the launch? So probably through Instagram. So Instagram is sort of my main go-to, um, platform, social media platform. And that's where yep. I'll be promoting the program and talking about it. Obviously it won't be launched for a little while, a few more weeks, um, but I will be promoting that heavily through Instagram. And my program is called the Joy Pilates Method. So I've now actually decided to make a separate domain for that. 
uh, the duopilatesmethod.com.au. It's yet to go up live. At the moment, I've just got my duopilates.com.au website. Um, but, yeah, through, through, through Instagram, I think, duopilatesau. Um, thank you so much, Alex. That is awesome. And I know that there's a lot of people that are struggling as small businesses with their marketing and their social media and also small businesses that um, are service-based but looking to put together something like an online program. So I knew it would be helpful for them. So thank you so much for everything. Thank you.